Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what is the kingdom of God? What does it mean to be in the kingdom of God? We hear that phrase all the time, kingdom of God, but what does it actually mean? I'm not going to put any of you on the spot tonight, but I want you to think about that. Think about if someone asked you uh, randomly in the store, what is the kingdom of God? How would you answer? We see today that Pilate struggles with understanding this, what is God's kingdom? And sometimes it can even be hard for us who are a part of God's kingdom to grasp what it truly means to be in the kingdom of God. Our series, this Lenten season, has focused on God's calling, which we first heard in the book of Joel, where Joel said, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. As we've gone through this series, we've seen our own sinfulness, but we've also heard the good news of how God continues to pursue us how he encourages us to turn from our sins and return to him. And as we return to him, we receive his wonderful gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Today, the invitation is for us to return to the kingdom of God. And our readings lead us to consider exactly what that phrase entails. Now, oftentimes when we hear the kingdom of God, we tend to imagine it as a place. Maybe the kingdom of God is confined to the walls of this church, where God does some of his most visible and obvious work. And certainly it is here, but it's not just limited to these four walls. So perhaps the kingdom of God follows the pastor around, kind of like a mobile kingdom centered on the things that God does through his pastors. That doesn't seem right either, does it? Since pastors are sinners like everybody else, so no, the kingdom of God cannot be centered on a pastor. But what if the kingdom of God is purely heavenly? Maybe it's just all about that great day when we will be in his presence under his protection and we've moved on from this earthly life. But that can't be it either. Because Jesus Christ came into our world. He took on our flesh. He died for our sins. And he did all of that right here. You can even go and visit the place where he was born, the place where he grew up, and the place where he died. So it seems silly to argue that all that happened outside the kingdom of God. After all, if it's not where Jesus is, then where could it possibly be? In our gospel text, we see that the chief priest turned Jesus over to the Roman government that Friday morning. And their intentions were very clear. This man must die. Pilate tried his best to de-escalate the whole situation, but he got backed into a corner. So he brought in Jesus and tried to get to the bottom of it. And he asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? But Jesus tells him that his kingdom is not of the world. 
He doesn't rule as Pilate and other rulers rule. He is a king on a whole different plane. Jesus tries his best to explain that to this man who doesn't truly grasp who Jesus is and understand why he's standing there in front of him. So Pilate chews on Jesus' response for a moment and says, basically, so you are a king. And Jesus' answer is, you say that I'm a king, which is kind of like him answering, you're starting to get it now. But he goes on to explain again that he's, he's a king not of this world, that he came to bear witness to the truth. He says, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And at that point, Pilate basically gives up. He doesn't fully grasp that truth. You and I, we do. For we are people of the truth. And even when we don't fully get it, we have that understanding, that faith of who the truth is. Because like I said at the beginning, it, the question really is not what is truth, but who is truth. And the answer is Jesus. Jesus is our truth. And so you and I understand the truth that the kingdom of God is not about geographical boundaries. It's not about groups of people. It's all about Jesus. It's about the work of the Holy Spirit. It's about a loving God who invites, forgives, encourages, and builds up. The kingdom of God exists wherever the loving activity of God is playing out. And that doesn't have to be just here. Although, again, it does certainly happen here, right? We see God's loving action carried out in here when we confess our sins together and we receive those wonderful words of the absolution where we hear God's sure and certain forgiveness for our sin. We, we get to taste and see that the Lord is good in his holy meal as he feeds us with his very own body and blood for the forgiveness of our sin and the strengthening of our faith. We see it as we uh, are able to lift one another up in, in prayer, as we care for one another and encourage one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So certainly we see that play out in church, but it, again, it's not just confined to church. We see the kingdom of God existing all over where the, the loving activity of God is played out. And that can be places like hospital operating rooms where miraculous healing occurs. In drug treatment programs where addicts who have hit rock bottom manage to take control of their lives and dig out of their situations. In food pantries where people in need find love and care and provision. Around flagpoles where young people gather to pray before school. In a voters meeting where a congregation comes together and agrees to build a preschool to care for the youngest members in their community and share God's love with their family. And it also happens wherever God sends us out as his people because he gives us those opportunities to share his love, to share his grace, to be his kingdom out in the world. And as we share his word, as we share his grace, the Holy Spirit is at work through that, bringing more and more people into the kingdom of God. What a blessing that is to be a, a part of the work of God's kingdom and a privilege that he gives us as, as his people to be able to do that. 
Because God calls each and every one of us to be a part of his reign and rule. To witness the work that he's doing in our midst and to participate in it. To have an active role in it. To play a role as hands and feet of God to share his love with others. Again, not only here inside the church, but everywhere we go. Every, everywhere that God sends us in, in all our different vocations and callings in life. That's the, the kingdom that God has called us. And there's great joy in that work and getting to, to see that happen and being able to see God's grace happen through us. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, rejoice. Rejoice that you are a subject of the one who created you, the one who redeemed you, the one who sanctifies you, who sets you apart as his holy people, and who equips you through, through his Holy Spirit to share his love and grace with others, to be a part of his reign and rule, the reign and rule of the one true king of all creation, now and for all eternity. Amen. <laughs>